What's going on, El Paso? You're listening to the Coldest Zone Podcast with your hosts, Ed Stansbury and Jason Flores. We're talking about all the top players, teams, and the coaches in the Sun City. You think you know, but you have no idea. Don't miss out on the behind-the-scenes talk of who's dominating on Friday Night Lights. Download the Coldest Zone Podcast on your favorite podcast application. Gia! Come on! Episode 10. Happy anniversary 10 episode anniversary to you, dog. Hey, man, we are killing it, dude. That's what I'm talking about, baby. 10 episodes deep. Hey, I was I was listening to episode one and we've come a long way, bro. We sure have, dog. My mic, (laughs) me getting closer to the mic, everything, man. Hey, I hope you brought me a mom, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but you think about all the stuff and we've kind of been in a dead zone right with with everything going on with covid you know the teams were just were started practicing last week and and man like just we've covered a lot of ground in the last 10 in last 10 weeks right dude 10 weeks bro 10 weeks it's it's been crazy it's been nuts a lot of has, has has gone on but, dude, I am excited, man, and I appreciate all the love and the support from everybody, man. Yeah, man, because, you know, like, when we had the idea to come up with the Coldest Zone, we wanted to talk about, you know, these conversations that that me, you, and, and other people that are involved have, right, about right. the players. And we put out our top five players, right? Mm-hmm. We put out our top teams. Yeah. You know, we'll talk a little bit about coaches in this anniversary episode, episode 10 with the Coldest zone and we got a very special treat in studio with us for the first time somebody that you know is always uh with us we're connected at the hip he is a mover and a shaker here in the city of el paso homegrown guy our boy bsn sports joseph vasquez joins us in studio today we got the red light record going and everything else but joseph what's going on dude oh what's going on what's going on guys <laughs> hey you know what i really really appreciate you all bringing me on i mean it's an honor to be next to the two ep legends in um, the house okay 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 maybe we did bring you in at the right time <laughs> hey, hey no but to tell everybody i mean a, a lot of the coaches already know uh, obviously joseph vasquez and and jose waters these guys have been with us from the beginning and they they go above and beyond they're one of our mvp sponsors for for the showcase and and bsn sports and and joseph really he's he's taken over the last couple of years and has helped with the new uniforms that we did you know he designed that from scratch and uh, you know those teams look clean out there last week he's he's always out at the draft any way he can support but not only that Joseph Vasquez is co-host of 915 Showcase Live, Jay. You know what I'm saying, dog? Hey, he's done all that great stuff for the city and all those teams. But most of all, man, that's my dog. That's my co-host, man. JV, Joseph Vasquez. So it's a good time that we brought him in today. We're also going to talk about week one. Potential 
potential games of the week, man. Yeah, so maybe I think this is a good time because I think we were getting like a thousand, maybe two thousand views on Facebook right. with, with your Facebook live show. It's grown tremendously. And obviously with the help of Jesse Tovar and 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 Prep One, powered by Prep One, you know, we 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 broadcast that out on their feed as well as the 915 showcase feed. But Joseph, you kind of jumped in late into the season, man. And what I was so impressed with is you stepped in like you were a seasoned football commentator, dog. So how was it when, <laughs> when what, what were you going through when you had that first episode that we did? What was it out, out at the sack? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be lying to you if I told you I wasn't nervous, but hold up, I wasn't nervous. I mean, let's be realistic. I wasn't nervous, man. I knew we were going to go out there and kill it. Me and Jay vibe all the time. So it was just like talking to each other like we do every other day on the phone. That's yeah, yeah, about, man. man. And, and that's what I love, man. Like we all, all three of us vibe together. And Joseph was just a natural selection in, in coming in and, and joining you, Jay. But, dude, like, you had me rolling because, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of the executive producer for the show, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm behind the scenes at the controls. And, dude, you guys were talking about, I don't know what game it was, but you were like, this this guy is the Mexican Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to my boy, Buddy Nunez, the Mexican Randy Moss. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I used to tear it up back hey, in the day. You got to shout you. out to the Mexican Barry Sanders. <laughs> Timmy Rocha. <laughs> Hey, but, you know, Joseph, he's been around football his entire life. His dad, Coach Vasquez, uh, coached with the legendary coach, Alan Sepkowitz at Andrus. He was with Chuck Valise um, at Montwood. And, uh, you know, so you grew up in that environment, Joe. And I think that's why you're so knowledgeable and you can talk on these different schools and you bring so much to the table and bring so much to 915 showcase live. But what has been your thoughts this year? You know, 2020, we've talked about it in previous episode. It's just been a tough time for everybody. How, how have you been navigating through uh, COVID? I mean, it's crazy. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, we've just been, grinding every day trying to make sure that all of our campuses the whole city of el paso whether it be from cross country to football to volleyball we're ready to go i mean this is one week down with practices we're pumped up we cannot wait for volleyball to start cross country i mean we're just excited to be here with the community and getting everybody ready to go get back to a little bit of normalcy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think, and, and, and that's why you have so much insight is because your everyday job, you're sitting down with these coaches on their campuses and, and you're hearing from the head coaches like what's going on with their team. And that's invaluable insight that we bring, you know, to 915 Showcase Live. Right. You know, the information Joseph gives me, that's stuff that I use when I'm on nine overtime. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's boots on the ground, dude, literally. Yeah, yeah for sure. So that's what's going to help out our show coming up this year. So usually we run 15, 20-minute show. But this year, just like I talked earlier in the uh, last episode, Ed, we're going to go 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, man. I mean, you guys really, like, we've set the table for you to really go over. You know, we're going to cover a lot of the matchups. Mm-hmm. And something that I wanted to do today um, for episode 10, our anniversary episode, is let's go through some of those week one matchups. Yeah. Right? Yeah, let's do because it. Because there are some crazy matchups going on. And the one that sticks out the most to me is Montwood, the Montwood Rams, Joseph's old school, his alma mater. Bring the wood, baby. Going down wood. to 5A Dude. against Tavoris Jones and the Burgess Mustangs. Dude, you know how bad... People want to be Burgess right now. Yeah, dude. Wow. You know, like, so everything that Tavoris Jones, all the accolades, all the recognition, the Alabama, the Michigan offers, all these big FBS schools, these top 25 ranked schools, like for other teams, that's motivation for them Yeah, to go out and, and shut them down. Dude, so it's something I would suggest for Tavoris to do. Right before that game starts, right before that first practice, 
gather his team and say, don't worry about all that. Don't worry about uh, Michigan, Alabama. Hey, stand behind me, and I'm going to lead you guys. Hey, you know I, what I'm saying? I, yeah, and I think he will do that, man. And can, I, can I chime in real quick, real quick? Yeah, what you got? Okay, so let's be honest. Tavares Jones going to be Tavares Jones. Yes. He's going to step up. He's going to do what he has to do. Okay. Everyone's going to try to stop him. Everyone knows that. He knows that. But can they stop Alec Marenko? Can they stop Robert Hall? Can they stop AJ Caldwell? I mean, these dudes, it's not a one-man show. They got four or five dudes that can ball. Hey, we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. Burgess is stacked. And, you know, we'll get into this in the 915 Showcase segment a little more in detail, a little more in depth. But, look, Burgess' win sets them up for an undefeated season and a title run after areas. Okay, so we talk about Burgess coming out on top, let's just say. But what does this do for Montwood? Look, Montwood, their backs are against the wall. They cannot get beat by a 5A team. Yes, you got Tavoris Jones. But you're supposed to be Mm 6A. Me personally, 5A, 6A, it doesn't matter to me. Right. If I'm on a 5A or 4A team, I'm going to go out there and school your butt. Right. I guarantee you there's some guys on that team, on that defense, that are like, this dude got offered by Alabama. And they are scared to death. Well, I don't know if they're scared to death. This is to get these guys hyped, dude. This they is a are must. Sick and tired of hearing all this. This stuff. is a must. Mountwood is not scared, dog. Coach Fama is going to have the Rams ready. Yeah, for sure. But this is a must. They have to win this game. If they don't, I don't see Mountwood having a good season this year with the loss at Burgess. I disagree. 100% disagree, 100%. So you're telling me, hold up, let's slow it down. Slow it down real quick, Joseph, because, you know, you, <laughs> you, you, you know, knew to the... Hey, yeah, here too, man. man, this is alma mater, come, come and on, he man. got all kind of emotions and everything you know, going on. You weren't all this green, too, <laughs> Yeah, man. dude, look, so you're telling me if Montwood loses against Burgess, that's not going to be detrimental to the rest of their season. Negative. Montwood's going to be just fine. They're going to keep rolling no matter what. Montwood's going to do what they do towards the end of the season. Burgess is no easy, easy game, man. They're probably the best team in the city right now. Well, let me let me just tell you from, you know, being a former athlete, if Montwood loses to Burgess and I'm on Franklin's team and I'm like, these these guys lost to to Burgess. Let's go out there and whip their ass. True. But let me tell you, you know, what Joseph is talking about is kind of going down that fine line of truth and whatever, but Montwood is a second-half team, second-half of the season team, man. So usually they struggle at the beginning of the game, get going, or I mean at the beginning of the season, excuse me, and then they get going. So if they do lose to uh, Burgess, I wouldn't really count them out. I think I agree with Joseph. I wouldn't count them out, but that would boost Burgess' confidence and set the tone for an undefeated season. Yeah, man, no doubt. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And I agree, yes, Montwood is a second half season. They win in district when it counts. And Coach Fama, you know, he's he's been there three or four years now. He has that program under control. He did call me out a little bit, though. He did. A couple well, of weeks ago. You didn't pick any of his players, but... Well, hey, that's hey, that's my Uso. I got nothing, nothing but love for my Uso out there. But we did only pick the top five best players. Yeah, man. I mean, his guys are ballers. Don't get me wrong. He's got some good There's ballers, There's going to be guys that we aren't talking about, yeah, um, you know, sure. uh, leading up to the season that, that are going to show up because, you know, it, it happens every year. You, you, you remember Tyrese Andrews? Yeah. Gee, man, fast and furious. Yeah. Yeah, one of the top receivers came out of nowhere, man, and made some noise. So, Garrett, yo, hey. Coach Fama will have the Montwood Rams ready, but I'm looking at, so for nine overtime, for a 915 showcase, for your show, that Montwood Burgess game jumps out for, for at me, at least, There's no for question. the game of the week. There's no question. We will be at Burgess yeah. uh, week one, for sure. So we're, let's, look, let's look at a, a couple of other games, man, because, you know, these games, the Montwood Burgess game, 7 p.m., October 2nd, uh, Friday. There's some Thursday games that that are going to happen, but uh, hey, you know what? 
So what do you think about that Gun and Theo Austin game, dude? Ooh, I like that. I kind of like that game right there. Hey, so we talked about it. Scott Brooks, you know, mentioned that, you know, a lot of the a lot of the guys on the team, the energy that he feels reminds him a lot of that 2014 team. But there's still a lot of work. They got to show it. They got to prove it. And they got a, they got some ballers coming back, dude. They do, but they also have their hands full with Will Rodriguez. Witters started at Austin. These guys want to make a statement their senior year and say, we're not backing down. I'm going with Canateo over Austin in this game, but Austin... I mean, this this is going to be a battle from the jump. And I think with with this whole covid situation and we saw it last week in in that first NFL game, a lot of penalties, a lot of sloppy football. It's going to take a couple of weeks, a couple of games for some of these teams to start gelling and coming together. The teams that come together quicker are going to be more successful. And if Austin can come together early, they're going to have a chance to win against Kennetio. So one of the factors that I think all these teams are going to run into because we jumped right into a district play is all their endurance, dude. I, I, I think the fact that Austin goes both ways with their players I think this is an early big game for them. It's going to be a tough task yeah. for Austin. And, and Joseph, let me bring you in because you know these two schools very closely. Austin with Coach Pichardo, Canisio with Coach Scott Brooks. I don't want you to pick a team, right? These are both of your schools. But give me give me something on, on both of the teams, what you like about Austin and what you like about Canisio. I mean, it's almost... To be honest, it's the same thing with both of them. Both of these teams take the characteristics of their head coach. Yeah. Okay. Both of their head coaches are hard nose, blue collar. Yes. Get after it coaches. Yes. Okay. This is going to be a drag out brawl. These dudes are going to go at each other. Four quarters, 12 minutes a quarter, non-stop. I'm talking about bloody noses, guys bleeding on the sideline. Dude, I think the first three quarters are going to be exactly like what you're saying. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt. If you're going to see a fullback. You're going to see a little bit of wing T. You're going to see a little bit of veer. You're going to see a little bit of 3-4 coming from Canotillo. Damn, hey, did we go back legit. to the future or what? <laughs> hey. Hey. Call me Marty McFly, baby. Did we go we're back in the 80s, man? It right. is going to be legit. It is no doubt, no doubt going to be the most physical game of the year. These two dudes going at each other. Yeah, man. So that is another game, Jay. I think we start maybe at Austin Canateo. That's a 6.30 kickoff on week one. And then head out to the to Burgess to see that Montwood game. But let's talk about some other matchups, man, because there's some other games going on around the city. Week one that we're talking about. Riverside's going up against Jefferson, El Paso High, Clint. Yo, for Coach Aguilar and El Paso High, that is a tall all tasks for week one first year in the program mm-hmm. going up against the 4A King we've talked about it already in, pre- in previous episodes what you got on this Jay hey let me tell you these Clint Lions are not happy that I chose Riverside to beat them oh yeah you was but getting let- hate mail all <laughs> week but let me tell you this is going to be a great game for both teams this is where Clint says oh Paso High I know you're trying to come up but this is our game. This is our night. Yeah, yeah. I see it going that way. And, you know, everything I've seen from Coach Aguilar in El Paso High, like their alumni are, are are getting behind Coach Aguilar and this team. And there's a change. His staff, man, he has former D1 athletes on, on staff. And these guys are going to be coached and they're going to be ready. Can they beat? Clint, maybe not, but if they're competitive, mm-hmm. I that that is a win for, for El Paso High. Yeah, if they can compete for at least three and a half quarters, go into that fourth quarter thinking that you have a chance, or at least play like you have a chance, I think it's gonna be a great like a great game to motivate them for the rest of the season. I yeah. mean, we can't sleep on the Tigers, man. Coach Aguilar brings so much energy, it's infectious. Yeah. Okay, it really is. He's going to have his kids ready to go. They are juiced. They're working harder than they ever had. I 
hope he has a very, very successful week one. Hey, so something that, that we've talked about, you know, in our, in our private lives, Joseph, is like, so what, what's the new uniform going to look like at, at El Paso High? Oh, El Paso High is going to come out swagging. You know it. <laughs> Anything that has my name on it, it's swagging, dog. Hey, That's dog. You know, about. if if you're playing at that stadium, if you're an El Paso High Tiger. How do you not get hyped, dog? God, how I, do I just, you not get hyped? Hey, I want to walk down those stairs, man, and run out to the field and have Jason or you, Joseph, you know announce me and just run out dog, and call boom. my name so I can come from <laughs> that building down. Dog, bro. I would have loved. We did play there, Jay. We had, we had that epic game against Franklin, Dude. our senior year, that thing was packed. It was sold out. It was a yep. great game. We came out victorious, and and that was the game that that won us the district championship. But can you imagine? Take, let's think back to that game mm-hmm. and how beautiful it was to be under the lights at El Paso High. The lady on the hill. You got the ghost in the window checking out the game. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but no, best of luck to, to Coach yes. Aguilar yes. in El Paso yes. High. And, and Coach Martinez over at Clint, man. Clint's going to be ready, dude. These guys are ready. They're listening to the podcast. Shout out to all the coaching staff at Clint. Thank you guys for, for downloading and subscribing to the Coldest Zone. We appreciate you. And we're going to be out there at Clint for that Riverside game. Mark Absolutely. my words. Let's do this, man. I'm all excited. Maybe they won't like me there, but hey. It should be a great game. Yeah, so I like that. Those are some of the games that we're looking forward to uh, week one. And there's a lot of action that's going to be going on. We don't want to give it all away, right, because we're a couple of weeks in. But you guys have 915 Showcase Live where you're going to be talking about these matchups every week. We're going to be covering it here on the Coldest Zone. Jay, me and you, I'm not going to bring Joseph into this, right, because he has too much vested in this with all the schools and all the head coaches that that he deals with. Situation yeah, like but but we're going to do, and I want to bring Top View Fitness. I want to bring Joseph and Robert. I want to bring Jimmy Mack with mm. Be the Best. Absolutely. And I want to kind of do a panel of who's going to win each week. And we'll go through the matchups. We'll have Be Ooh, the Best. We can keep score, too. Yeah, yeah. We'll have Be the Best. We'll have Top View. We'll have Cold Zone. Yep. And we'll just ride with it. At, and then maybe at the end of the year, we do like a Ruth Chris dinner or something like that. Loser. Hey. Sponsored by BSN Sports. How do you feel about that, Joseph? Sure. Whatever you say. But, you know, guys, this is our anniversary episode. We wanted to make a fun episode and we wanted to make it an episode of stuff that you guys wanted to hear about and, and hear us talk about. Thank you guys so much for listening in. This is episode 10. 10. Jay, Joe, hey, we're at close to 3,500 downloads, man. Man, super, super blessed, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. 75% of our uh, listeners are subscribers. The other 25%, hit that subscribe button. Give us a recommendation. Give us them five stars. Give us one star if you think we're one star. Hey, hey but we're five star all the way. For sure, man. Shout out to all of our Long time listeners. Yeah, man. man. Let's go through that real quick. Hey, before before we get into our next segment, because we have some listeners that have been with us from from the beginning. Obviously, our boy Joseph Vasquez, man, he he's downloaded. He's there every week. He hits us up. Uh, our boy Ruben Torres, Mark Torres over at uh, Pebble Hills, Coach Roman over at Ross Middle School, Bobby from Eastwood alum, strong Eastwood alumni, oh, and sure. and also all the way out. In Dallas, Texas, man. One of our former classmates, Lydia Moreno. She listens. She says she likes us. Uh, she puts us on when she's doing a workout and everything. So, Lydia, thank you uh, for listening and tuning in. And to everybody else, all of our friends, all yes, of our family. Yes, thank you. And guys. all the coaches, players, parents, and football fans out there in El Paso. We love you and thank you for making this coldest zone, the podcast what it is because we're we're not anything without you guys so enjoy this episode this is episode 10 our anniversary episode of the coldest zone
Hey, welcome everybody to 915 Showcase. Prove us right. Or prove us wrong. Yeah, man. Hey, I had a lot of fun with that in episode nine, Jay. Over 200 questions. You put another question out this last week. How many, how many questions did we get? Oh, we got close to about 300 questions in a matter of an hour and a half. Hey, hey, my wife would be like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm answering these questions, man. And and we appreciate you guys uh, uh, for sending in the questions. And, and, yo, that went all the way down to the middle school level. You know that, right? Dude, they were like, what do you think about us? Eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Lincoln Middle School? Okay. What uh, do you think about Brown Middle School? Right? <laughs> hey, fellas. Hey, we we don't go there. there. All we know about right now, you know, we know Brown is is a legit program, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, they've been undefeated the last couple of years. We know Ross Middle School been putting the things. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep, Charles. You know, because we recognize the middle school district champions. That's something that that you came up with, Jay, a couple of years back, and we we bring them out to the Sun Bowl the day of the All Star Game, and. Charles Middle School, man, these dudes come with their tie and their jerseys, like Dude. first class program out there. But all all the middle schools, man, because we got Slider that has been out there the last couple of years, Eastwood Middle School. Yeah. Uh, and we want to recognize these future all-stars because these are kids that we're going to see in the next three or four years that are going to be drafted into the 915 Showcase All-Star Game. Absolutely. But for today... Let's go ahead and get into these seniors, man. Yeah, man. And these are the questions. We post them out on our Instagram account for 915 Showcase. And it's generated a lot of activity. So what do we have this week, Jay, in episode 10, the anniversary episode? That's what I'm talking about. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into it in the 915 Showcase. Uh, prove it's right or prove it's wrong. Let's start with, this is J.B. Stenton. <laughs> J.B. Stenton. Okay. His question is, how could you guys say... I'm the number one stutter, stutter. You, you. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, his question is, how could you guys say Burgess is king of 5A when Parkland has been 10-0 the last past... 10-0 the past two years? Yes, they have. Yeah. Parkland's been dominant. You know? Coach, uh, coach out there... At France? Coach Eric France doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Gabe Herrera... Deion Hankins. Yeah. Simmons. Hatib, uh, what's the, Khatib uh, Lyles. Lyles. Yeah, D1 playing out there. Yeah. We need to know who's going to step up this year. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going with Burgess because it's not what you did in the past. It's what you're going to do now. JV, what do you think about that, man? I mean, they play in two separate districts. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, Parkland's king of, I believe, 2-5-A. Okay. You know, and okay. they have been for a while, and they should be again this year. Yeah. I mean, they got some dudes coming over. Trayvon Ware from Andrus, he's over there now. Right. They got a mm-hmm. couple other dudes. They should be right up on top again. Look for the Matadors to have another Matador-type Hype the park Dude. season. Dude. Yo, you know what? You know what? In in Joseph's defense and in Parkland's defense, like, and this is something that Jay, maybe we could talk about in episode eleven, is the state of different programs, different schools around El Paso. And Parkland is one of those schools, man, like every year they find a way to put together a team, players step up, guys that we don't know that make themselves known with their play and show up on our top five and show up on the radar. And, you know, with the Northeast, man, that's one thing. There's always going to be athletes coming up there. The Northeast was what the far east side is today, right? There is Mm -hmm. just talent there. You know, you got the community out there in Parkland. It's just going to have playmakers that come up and Eric France will do a great job. We just don't know who those guys are going to be. We know about Ford at receiver, right? Right. But who's going to fill the shoes of Gabe Herrera, man? Gabe Herrera broke all the records we have 
at the quarterback position, who is going to step in? Like, they have a running back by committee, right? So I think they're going to be okay there. But who is going to to change the flow of the game and implement that passing game that they've had with Gabe, Gabe Herrera the last couple of years? Exactly. So to answer your question, Parkland had a great last two to three years. It's just Burgess' time right now, man. Yeah, and hey, what and don't ha- hate on that shit, man. Nah, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for and we're not, we're not throwing shade at Parkland, man. Like, look, prove us right or prove us wrong. But Burgess and the players that they come back, we're crowning them king before this season gets started. And I hope they take it and run with it. But you know what? What we say doesn't matter, right? At the end of the day. Right. It's who shows up on Friday night, who shows up on Thursday night, who executes the game plan, who doesn't have the penalties. Those are the teams that are going to show up and win. And for right now, we're rolling with Burgess. For sure, man. All right. Let's get into another question. This is uh, Rodrigo underscore Gomez underscore Jr. His question is, do you think Anathia will make it as far as they did a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Okay, so he's obviously talking about the 2014 run. Something that, Joseph, maybe you you and Jay, I wasn't even here in El Paso when when that happened. Coach Scott Brooks, obviously he, I mean, he was recognized. He was inducted into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame for that season, right? The furthest an El Paso team has ever advanced in the Texas State playoffs Real quick, before we get into it, what was that like in 2014 when they were just winning, man? Because, you know, Canatillo and Scott Brooks and, and, and Scott Brooks, he's not like big on social media. Right. But I've seen him make posts like, look, we don't have these big, big name guys. Right. Right. Our guys aren't getting FBS offers to Alabama or Michigan or USC or UCLA or University of Texas. But these guys are gamers. They come together. And that's what I love about Canatillo. So what was that team like? You guys were here in El Paso when that was going on. Talk to me. School me up on what what that team was like. And so let me tell you real quick from what I saw, because I was in and out of the high school kind of scene for a little bit. But what I did notice and what I did hear and read about was, all these kids that played for Canatillo, they all grew up in the same neighborhood, man. Ooh. Like, all these kids came up together. It was like, hey, it's all of us versus them. Yeah, and almost remember, like so. Almost like those Odessa Permians, right? Exactly. And the Midland Lees. Exactly. That they grow up as, as Pop Warner or mm-hmm. City League teams running the same offense, running the same defense exactly. all the way through high school. And that is a huge advantage. So that's yeah. what you saw with Canatillo. Yeah. So the other thing was, dude, I remember when they made it to, it, 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 I think this was their final game when KVIA, I think went live stream with the game on TV. Dude, I was stuck to that screen. Uh, uh, everybody in El Paso was a Eagle fan for that day. Dude. Yeah, man. That's jo- the great thing about that. Joseph, you were coaching back then, right? Uh, I, I believe you were. Where were you, where were you at? I was. I was. I was the defensive coordinator at Gadsden. Funny story is we actually scrimmaged Canotillo that year. Oh. Okay. So well, you got the first whooping. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got your ass whooped. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> we sure did. Hey, they had two outside linebackers, number three and number four. They were, one of them's name was Josh Gutierrez. The other one was Frank Gutierrez. These two dudes were around five, six, five, seven, but they were two bad dudes. Damn, you I ain't like running it. outside, they knock your block off. I like it. And if you got away from him, Bo Brooks coming down the alley to whack him. Oh, hey, Bo Brooks went off to the next level, right? Right. Um, I think he, one of the NFL teams brought him in, but yo, like, he was like that Brooks family, man, because I heard Scott back in the day had some speed on him, man. And and that obviously passed down uh, to his son, Bo Brooks. But, yo, I was out in California and I heard I was following that Canateo team in 2014, man, and an incredible run. That game week one against Austin will show us a lot. That'll show us a lot about that team. They got LJ Martin, somebody that I'm going to talk about here in a couple of minutes, man. Yeah. But, you know, I like, I don't know. So, so 
get back to the question, Jane, because <laughs> what, what, what was the initial question? Yeah, so um, this guy asked, so do you think this – do you think Anadia will make it as far as they did a couple of years ago in the playoffs? I can't. I can't answer it. I can't I answer. So. I can't answer that question honestly until I see what team shows up in 2020. Before we leave Canateo High School, because last week in episode nine we talked about players sending in their huddle accounts, and we got a lot of huddle accounts. DM to us and we said yo like if you think you're legit if you want to know what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong send us the link to your huddle account and we'll break it down and this week I want to talk about somebody that messaged us and it was LJ Martin uh, running back slash slot quarterback slash everything right popcorn at halftime he does everything, right? Mm-hmm. And he was a freshman last year for Canateo and Coach Scott Brooks. Sent in his huddle and said, break break my huddle film down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm in my office this week, and I pulled up his huddle account. And, yo, like, for what he did as a freshman, whatever role he plays, because there's rumors that L.J. Martin is going to be at the quarterback position, which I like, but this guy, wherever he is on the field, he's going to have an impact. Yeah, for sure, man. It's just like you mentioned earlier in the episodes, put your best player behind the center. Yeah, no, no. He is the best athlete on Canateo's team in Mm -hmm. 2020. And you want him, you want his hands on the ball every play. And where that's going to happen is at the quarterback position. I was watching film on his huddle account and I saw him at quarterback running RPO. Like he could put, he is athletic as a freshman for him doing what he did. He's a sophomore. And Joseph chime in on this. Coach Scott Brooks said, this dude is 200 pounds this year. He put on the size. Yo, that is scary for those teams that are coming in to play Canateo Eagles this year. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw LJ last year as a freshman, and I'll be honest, I thought last year he was the best athlete besides Carlitos, the running back that got hurt that Canateo right. had. Okay. Now this year going forward, he's the best athlete in that building. The yeah. whole school. Yeah. The whole school. Let's, let's just be honest. He is the best athlete in Canotillo High School. Now, Coach Brooks and his offense, they're dangerous. And I mean dangerous if they have a running quarterback. Yeah, man. LJ Martin, I mean, this dude's like, what, close to six foot, mm-hmm. 200 pounds, a sophomore. So for everybody out there that's wondering about Aaron Dumas, that's wondering about Tavoris Jones. They exploded onto the radar in their sophomore campaign. As a sophomore, they were dominating seniors. That is what's going to get you those top 25 FBS schools to make those offers. So if your sophomore campaign is in the, on the level of Tavoris Jones and Aaron Dumas, that's what's going to get you on the map. And LJ Martin, that's what he has on the line this year. If he can go out there and dominate and put together a huddle, put together film that coaches at the FBS level will recognize, that's what's going to shoot him onto the radar. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, like, so last year he played quarterback, played a little bit of running back, and he played, like, a little bit of slot, man. Yeah, and, and you know, watching this film, this guy is so athletic, man. He can stop on a dime. He knows how to make moves in space. One of the things that I want to see him work on is his pad level. Like, when he's running the RPOs at quarterback, if that's the position he's going to play this year, when he's running the RPOs and he pulls that ball down to run, he needs to get lower pad level. He needs 
tends to accelerate through contact instead of expecting contact. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. If he can accelerate, keep that because he's straight up and down. As a freshman, he was straight up and down. If as a sophomore, he can accelerate through contact, that's going to build his yards after contact when teams are trying to go after him, when defenses are trying to attack him and tackle him. If he can have a lower pad level, that's going to give him an extra five, an extra 10 yards. That first down that they need against Austin High School in week one, that's what's going to make it happen. But thank you, LJ Martin, sending in your huddle account. If you want me to break your film down, send your huddle account into 915 Showcase on Instagram, on Twitter, Ed Stansberry, and Jason Flores, and I'll break it down on one of these episodes for the Cold Zone. Okay. Good deal. All right, let's move on, man. Let's let's move on to uh, Triathan. Triathan? Man, sorry if I'm messing up your name. But... <laughs> you, you messed that up. Well, he... All right, I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, right. man, his question is, Eastwood has loads of talent, but can never seem to execute. At... And he's asking us if we agree with that. Mm. Well, let me address this because... We got a lot of DMs, right, on on when you put that question out. And we talked about right. a young Eastwood team. My understanding from what I read was um, they got all their starters coming back except for the quarterback, which was he was the, you know, he didn't start until like midseason. Yeah, so. Castaneda was, was the guy. And right. then Martinez, Andrew Martinez, who was a built-for tough player of the week in all of Texas for 5A, like – when we refer to Eastwood as being young, we're referring to the quarterback position. Yeah, and that and the experience. Because remember, they struggled a little bit last year. So we don't see him as up-and-coming Americas. I, I mean, that's just the way I see it. I don't see him as that. They have great players. Again, we're not trying to crap on Eastwood. They have great players coming back. I just feel that they're not at that level of Americas or uh, Franklin. Just yeah, like. and and they're moving up into six A, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, but it's a district that Julio Lopez started at. He mm-hmm. was in six A when he first took over that that coaching position, the youngest head coach in all of Texas. And you know what, I. Eastwood isn't going to be at the bottom of the barrel. They're going to go through their growing pains, right? They have a good quarterback with the offense that that Julio Lopez has implemented there. There's going to be guys that are going to step up. But can the defense, are there going to be, are those, I hope those guys are seniors that are on defense because they're going to need that leadership to beat the East Lakes. To be to compete with the Montwoods, to compete with the Franklins. And if they can do that, if a successful season for Eastwood for me, from more for from from what I'm seeing yeah. is them getting that fourth spot in playoffs. I gotta give it to Julio. Coach Lopez has always played dudes that are in six A. Last year, he played Plano. Oh. Two years ago, before that, I mean, who did he play? Midland League? He played yeah. Midland League last year. They t- they take on the biggest the biggest guys, right? Yeah, right. so these dudes, they're going to be ready for 6A. Yeah. They're, they'll be ready for 6A. I fully see Eastwood fighting for a playoff spot. I think Coach Lopez is a great offensive mind. I think he's going to run with it. They should be... Right in the mix with everybody else. I mean, shoot, 6A is, I mean, it's everybody's game every other week, right? Right. Whoever's the healthiest team at the end of the day is who's going to win the district. Yeah, man. And and I would like to see Eastwood to be successful, man, just because, like, I love, like, the backing that that school has, man. You know, we... From from a from a showcase standpoint, like we had our draft there at Eastwood's brand new gym, and Joseph, something that I want you to talk on because you told me like off off air, like Eastwood, these guys are going to be suited and booted, man. They are Jordan. They're coming out with their Jordan uniforms. Damn, yes, huh? dude, and they are one of two schools here in the region. Yeah, Coach Lopez, I'm sorry, man. I had to leak it out. I had to steal your thunder. El Paso Eastwood is the only school from El Paso to Dallas. Them and DeSoto. 
Wow. Okay. Them and DeSoto. Let's think about that right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. DeSoto's two, one of them big boys, dude. Oh, yeah. Them two are the only dudes from here to there that Nike selected to be able to wear Jordan. Wow, man. Damn. Hey, can I get a can I get a jersey? Hey, we're number what? 15. So, all that stuff I said about Eastwood, hey, man. BSN Sports is on the uh, game, dog. <laughs> I love Eastwood, coach. Hey, I, hey, I love you guys, Hey, man. I'm a trooper for life. Hey, I'm a trooper. Hey, I was a big Mike Deal and, and Darius <laughs> and Ellison Jerry, and all those guys, man. Eastwood I'm, is the real deal. You no, know, I love Eastwood. Eat, but, Jay, we've talked about it before. When we go out to those Eastwood games, Ed, we've that s- stadium is out of control. Dude, it's the best high school environment for a Friday night game here in El Paso. Absolutely. 100%. No doubt. Stansbury certified. When we go out there, man, it is just a different animal. It's a different experience. When my boys come into town... You know, that I play with at UCLA, like, I tell them to come in town when we're going to Eastwood that week. Hey, no shit. Like, my guys at work, and they know I do all this high school football stuff, they ask me, what game should I take my kids to? Go to an Eastwood home game. Dog. I don't care if Eastwood's playing, whoever. Yeah, Go and, an and you know, it, it may game. be a little different this year because of COVID and, and because who they allow, but that alumni program, that booster program, they have a full-on media department, right? Mm-hmm. That helped us with our with our draft this yeah, year, right? Because we had their yeah, Christian helped us with with our draft and 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 with all the graphics and everything else, the, all the technology that they had there in the gym. But Eastwood, I can't say enough good things um, about Eastwood High School and Joseph. That's one of your schools, and I know you know a lot of that information that we get, we saw firsthand. But but you tell us because of your 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 daily interactions with with Coach Julio. Lopez, the head coach there at Eastwood, but I'm pulling for Eastwood to go back up into 6A and to make some noise. And Andrew Martinez, yo, he is active on social media, man. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too active, yeah, but man. I like I like that confidence in him. Yeah, uh, for you know, sure. he's, he's he's entering his junior campaign, and we'll see what happens week one, man. Cool deal. Hey, let's get about two more questions. And J- JV, this is for you. What's a game you want to see, but they're not playing against each other this year? Oh, yeah. Let's do running back you against running back you. Baby. Yes, dude. Yes. What you know? You America's America's high school. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Ross Ross Middle School. <laughs> Ross, but, Ross, no, Ross, man. America's high school versus Burgess would be the matchup I want to see. You got Heck. Aaron Dumas of America's high school against DeVorest Jones. Dog, that would bring down the thunder. Let's just get it going, dog. Oh, oh man. Would they ever play each other by district? Nothing, though, huh? No. no God, can we chance. make, can we do, like, if, if if the season gets canceled, can we just have an exhibition game with Americas and Burgess? Dude, in Melbourne Park, let's go. <laughs> me and JV. Hey, no, we taking this to the Northeast, man. We're going to go to Tobin Park, man. Tobin or Veterans Park. Yo, me <laughs> and JV will do the commentating for free, man. <laughs> and the chains. Come Commentary and the change. That's what I'm talking about. Man. That would be a great matchup, man, just for the fanfare, right? Because you got Aaron Dumas, who is received. He, like we've said it already, he is our number one back, right? Right. Tavoris Jones has jumped on the map, and his map has grown and grown and grown. All the top schools, I'm talking about top five schools and universities uh, in the country have offered him Alabama, Michigan, USC. I'm waiting for UCLA to drop that offer, man. You know what I mean? I would love him to. Well, yeah, that means to shine up, man. Yeah. But, dude, that would be like. Could so I don't buy into this six A five A dude. If I'm Burgess High School, I want to play Americas. Absolutely, dog. Yeah, I want to take down the top dog. Yes, yes. So that's that. To answer that question, that is the matchup that we would want to see. The closest we're going to get to that is 
uh, Burgess versus Montwood that we talked about. But to see America's versus Burgess, running back you here in, in America's high school versus the Burgess. Burgess High School. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Tavoris Jones, Coach so, Rutledge. He, hey, I think he would take that on. So, since this game is not going to happen, we could probably go ahead and choose who we think would uh, win that game. I'm going with I'm going with America's, dude, because yeah. their defense is stacked. Their defense They would stacked. shut down Tavoris Jones. Now, I like Alec Morenko, you know, from, from Burgess, but, dude... Aaron Dumas is a handful, bro. Yeah. And, you know, without, you know, he knows where he's going to school. We talked about it. He's going to, he's going to go out there and, and make some noise, man. Cause he, he wants to leave his legacy in El Paso at America's high school. He wants to leave a legacy that people will talk about 20 years from now. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got Burgess 35, 28. Thunder and Lightning, you heard it first here. Robert Hall, Tavares Jones, Thunder Lightning. Closest thing to Lendell White and Reggie Bush you're going to see. That's why I love my boy JV. (laughs) He always coming with that Thunder and Lightning, dude. Hey, just remember that uh, University of Texas beat USC that year. Just let you know. know. Hook him. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all right. want to talk about when UCLA went out to Texas and and we beat them 66 to three? All right, let's go ahead and get into the right. last question. <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> JV, this is shit I got to deal with. Every week, uh, All right, what do we got next? What do we got next, man? All right, man, this one is from. Okay, we know these guys. Prep One USA, man. Can we get Stansbury certification? Yo, I saw that come <laughs> in and Prep One. Jesse Tovar, they were Stansberry certified. If I can remember correctly, when Jesse was on episode six. Yeah. And that was one of our biggest episodes that we've put out, man. I I think we were at like 600 downloads on that episode alone. For sure. And powered by Prep One, the, the following behind Jesse Tovar and prep one and everybody else prep one. We talked about it. They have a whole army behind them. You guys are Stansberry certified and we love what you do for this community here in El Paso. We love what you do in social media. Like it is just on another level, right? Jay dude, for sure. You know, the question to me is, can we get prep one famous dog? You know what I'm saying? No, nah, we already are purple and famous, man. <laughs> I think that was a given. Cold but the own. question is, we got Joseph Vasquez here, BSN Sports. Can we get the Prep One crew some Stansberry certified gear is the question. Well, I got to holler at my boy, Jesse. I'm still waiting for my Prep One shirt, man. Hey, oh, Jesse, you hear that? Come hey, on, man. Lord, man. You better give some love to BSN <laughs> Sports and Jose Juarez and Joseph Vasquez and the whole crew, man. But they should be Prep One famous because they have taken this city over. I mean, damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll take hey, that double X, Jay, whenever you're ready, Jesse. Hey, so that's going to wrap up our our 915 showcase. Prove it's right or prove it's wrong, man. So next week, I'll put another questionnaire out there and we'll see how that goes, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like it, man. 915 showcase. Prove it's right or prove it's wrong. Our anniversary episode, episode 10. Thank you, guys. With our world experiencing hate and violence, to demonstrate the love of Christ is a direction towards being Christ-like. After cultivating relationships, and once coaches and athletes come in faith in Christ, we want to equip them with Christ-centered training, events, resources, and ongoing support and what it means to be a follower of Christ. Growing in God's word and applying it to life. Joe Hankins, the new El Paso Regional Director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He has a goal. He wants to create huddle groups in every high school in El Paso County. And in order to have a huddle group in every school, we need a coach sponsor. 
If you are a coach in one of our schools in El Paso County, please reach out to Joe Hankins, FCA Regional Director, the new Regional Director. Give him a call, 915-328-6847. Coaches and athletes will demonstrate a steadfast commitment to Jesus Christ through integrity, serving, teamwork, and excellence. Give him a call, Joe Hankins, the new El Paso Regional Director for FCA, 915-328-6847. Jay, episode 10, our anniversary, 10 episodes deep, man. And we couldn't have done this without the support of everybody out there in El Paso, man. There's so many people, and we'll get into that. We have so many people that we can thank that have made this this podcast what it is, man. Over 3,000 downloads and subscribes man let's talk about some of these guys some of these listeners that have just shown us so much love in the first 10 weeks of this podcast absolutely man and these are the people that show love and actually responded and are now subscribers to the like going out of their way right like to to, out of their time to to send a message to to tweet us retweet absolutely with a message like these guys are on to something and they're giving a message that el paso needs to listen to and one of the guys that i want to talk about first is somebody that yo he was he was on board from episode one, mm-hmm. and he's one of our all star coaches. He's at Franklin High School. He's a Blue Thunder coach, Gabe Blanco from Franklin High School. Yo, he's given us so much love, Coach Blanco. Thank you so much for shouting us out, for retweeting us, for spreading the message, because you are a part of our success. And the 3,000 plus people that have downloaded our podcast. Absolutely. And along with Coach Blanco, we want to thank uh, Coach Torres, Coach Mark, and Coach Ruben, man. Yeah, those are our boys. They have to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of our boys, man, Mike Salcedo, man, from Irvin High, man. Yeah, you know, Mike was the guy that he was a little older than us at Irvin High School. Uh, Big baseball guy. Yeah. When he was at Irvin, man. And I think his son is out for Irvin's quarterback, I want to say. Yeah, he's coming up. We'll, yep, we'll be talking up. about him in yes. the next couple of years. But Mike Salcedo really, like, like above and beyond, like, shouting us out, giving us, you know, the credit and telling people to listen and subscribe. That's big time. And see, so who else we got? We got Julio Aguilar, Pinky Arrieta. Hey, Pinky is, yo, if you don't know who Pinky Arrieta is, look him up on social media. He's the one with uh, the New Mexico plate. Yeah. And they have, I think it's like UTEP, Minor for Life, or something like he's that. He's a big-time El Paso supporter, oh, man. He, I love he it. loves El Paso. And we also got um, ESPN AM600's Adrian Broadus, man. Yeah, Adrian was on our, one of our boys, man. Yeah, he's one of our dudes, man. You know, coming up, one El Paso, homegrown, UTEP grad. You know, he he was there at UTEP doing his thing, got the gig at, at, at 600, and he's doing his thing with Cappy Band, the king of radio here in El Paso. So thank you, Adrian, for all your love, man. We appreciate you. For sure. And we also want to give a shout-out and thank you to EP Gridiron, man. These guys are always retweeting us. Listen, this high school gig that we're all doing, there's enough room for all of us to go out there and put these kids on a platform. So shout out to EP Gridiron. What yeah. about our boy from Eastwood, man? Bobby hey, Bobby Culler, man. Eastwood, great. Hey, Jay, Bobby played when we were playing yeah, in high school. definitely. And he is a weekly listener and subscriber. So shout out to Bobby. We got to get him on the episode, man, to talk about, because we love Eastwood. Bobby can enlighten us 
on what it's like to be an alumni for Eastwood. Absolutely. And we also want to give a shout out to to one of our boys that actually comes and helps out with the showcase, man. Edgar Aweto. Shout out, man. We go back. Yeah, we man. There's a lot of guys, back. a lot of alumni, a lot of classmates, teammates that we have. Brian White, Edgar Aweto. Baldi Espinosa, the Arnie. Glover brothers, yep. man. Everybody is listening, and we thank you. And then we get into some of the head coaches that have given us some love. Like yes. behind the scenes or, you know, like a lot of them, they're not really good with social media and tweeting. Yeah. But, but they listen, But though. they get the message to us, absolutely, right? Absolutely. You know, through Joseph or, you know, whoever it is. But, you know, we talk about head coach Scott Brooks at Kennedyville High School. Like, yo, Scott Brooks, man, I have nothing but respect for him. You know, he's he's one of the one of the coaches for the Blue Thunder. He's there with his dad. Mm-hmm. Don Brooks, legendary Don Brooks from Coronado High School. And Scott Brooks does a lot for the Blue Thunder and the All-Star Game. Like, he has been part of that transition in making the game. Like, you know, like, last year, we had that format where the teams played first quarter and they played third quarter. Mm-hmm. The other team played second quarter and they played fourth quarter. Well, we made the change, right? And we we had conversations. We had meetings with J.J. Calderon, head coach of of Red Storm. Mm-hmm. And we had conversations with Coach Don Brooks and Scott Brooks, right, of Blue right. Thunder. And we changed that format. We wanted to engage the players more, right? Right. So instead of going quarter for quarter, we went series for series, dude. Yeah, so these kids are engaged. The entire game. Right. Right? And 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 the result, it was a more competitive game, and that's what we wanted. That was the result we wanted to see Absolutely. for the All-Star game. So shout-out to Scott Brooks. Jay, somebody that you work with on a daily basis, man. One of our sponsors are OGs. <laughs> for sure, man. Jesse Hernandez with Sancho Jerky, man. This dude comes through every Friday with that jerky, man. Hey, I want that green chili, man. October 2nd. <laughs> I need that bag, man. Hey, Joseph, you in with that? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we we got our regulars, man. Jose Juarez, BSN Sports. You know, Joseph, this is your boss, right? He He's in charge of, of the entire region here in Texas. And Jose is somebody that I sat down with when I first got into El Paso. And Jose brought you in, Joseph. But Jose, like, has really been the change here in El Paso the BSN takeover um, and from a 915 showcase standpoint, we were on board. We loved everything Jose brought to the table, like he, the ideas mm-hmm. and, and the ability to, to grow this game. Yes. And to compete with the under armors and all these other national all-star games. Jose Juarez was the one that was the key into making this happen. And then Joseph Vasquez, you know, hey, Joe, JV is our boy, man. You got him on 915 Showcase. He's a listener. He always gives us the insight that we need every week. And he's here in studio, man. So we thank him for it. But we can't forget Prep One and Jesse Tovar. Frank Casas is also one of the editors and ph- photographers for Prep One. Aldo Malucci has given us so much love. David Cotri, one of the dentists there at the VA here in El Paso, Ruben Rodriguez with East Lake and Gary Recorder, but so many guys. Tim Wyke, we had him as yeah. a guest on, uh, on one of our episodes. We did the Coldest Zone investigation, the first yeah. investigation, him and his family. Shout out to all of our listeners, man. Thank you very much. Continue to listen. Ed and I are going to give you some good info that you're probably not going to hear like anywhere else, to be honest with you. Look, at the end of the day, Jay, like we don't want to duplicate what KTSM. Right. Or any of the new stations. What KVIA. Yeah. What, what uh, Lou Romano was doing at CBS and, and K Fox. They're doing a great job. I'm not, we're not trying to any. We're not trying to break any news. We're just trying Correct. to dig in and get what's going on underneath 
the surface, right? right? And just to make this season an exciting season with 2020. So thank you guys so much. Joseph Vasquez, our guest in studio, our boy. What Yo. are your final words for episode 10, our anniversary episode? Yo, honest to God, I appreciate y'all Thank letting me come on. I mean, it's amazing to be in your all's presence. It's awesome. What you two are doing for the prep sports scene is unreal. I'm just glad to be a part of it and can't wait for next episode, man. Hey, yeah, uh, I got your check ready, man. Thank you. That was perfect. <laughs> I'll let you go. that 20, I told you, man. But thank you guys so much. We are approaching 3,500 downloads and subscribes for the coldest zone. Please don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends, tell your family, shout us out from the rooftops. That's what we need for this podcast to continue to grow and receive the recognition that we have. So thank you guys so much from the bottom of our heart. This is episode 10, our anniversary episode with the coldest zone. Thank you guys for listening. Gia.